This is a Demon FM podcast. Tangents, 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 tangents. With Eden and Mimi. Who knows where this conversation's gonna go? Hello, guys, and welcome back to Tangents with Eden and Mimi. Yeah, we're back again we're to back. talk about our kooky lives. We're back um, for a shorter show, shorter than usual, um, because we were anything if not inconsistent um, <laughs> <laughs> in general. So what do you want to talk about today, Mimi? Well, let's talk about our lives and what we've done for the past like week and whatever, how long, however long it's been. Starting with the most recent thing, shall we? Thing. Yeah. So literally today we went and watched the award winning... Parasite. Awarding is an understatement. Yeah. It's won a lot of awards. It was really good though. I was going to say Oscar award winning, but then that again is not like the only thing it's won. It's out there like showing up everyone. It really showed up everyone. Right. So I'm technically counting it as a movie from last year. Mm, Technically. As in it was made last year. Well, no, it is. Um, So like the way like, it's like kind of seasons for movies go. I don't know. it's, it's, It's different for everyone, but Parasite kind of was technically released last year yeah but it didn't come out in the uk till this like year. very recently yeah and it was really good it's still not my favorite film from last year that still goes to portrait of a lady on fire oh, but here we go okay this one blew it out the water i'm not gonna lie to you i oscars I, say so <laughs> no that's because I, I have you know um so mm-hmm. when so when it comes to international films mm-hmm. parasite's a weird exception actually and it's actually good because it's because it, it's a good film no it's a weird exception because it's um it's a foreign directed, um, just like a foreign production in general, film in the best picture category. Um, I think this is the, only set, the second yeah. only film to win it. Um, because, but they had their own like, in best international film anyway. Mm-hmm. And with that one, every every like country, is, they're only allowed to submit one like film from that country. So like if France has a film, like which is Portrait of a Lady in Fire, they can only submit one. Um, so if they chose they chose Les Misérables or something like Les Misérables, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's pronounced the same way. It's like the, you know the musical because they not... me, me, remade it. Well, I don't know. It's I don't know much about that film. I've not seen it. I think it's kind of a remake, but not a remake of the musical, a remake oh, of the book. Gosh, okay. It's like a modern retelling. I think I'm probably wrong. Well, I'm 100 percent wrong. I don't know. Honestly, I've not seen it. I don't know anything. Well, clearly about it just it. wasn't good enough. Didn't, didn't make the cut. Didn't make the cut. Portrait of the lady, a portrait of a lady on fire. I think the reason why it wasn't chosen, I think it. I actually don't know. I think it came out later. And, I think it's too different as well. I mean, to be fair, if you look at the Metacritic for Portrait of a Lady on Fire, it's roughly. It's literally. I think it's like one below Parasite. Parasite's yeah. on ninety six out of hundred, and Portrait of a Lady on Fire is on ninety five. Um, which, to be fair, reviews aren't indicative of quality. Yeah. Like you can, you can like watch a film that has awful reviews and still love it. Absolutely love it. Like Cat in the Hat. Yeah, Tangent and like one. and like the, all those films with those uh, like um, golden retriever puppies in. No, they're awful. <laughs> they're great. They're not good at all. <laughs> and they thing. like they become it's like. like... Adult <laughs> I haven't watched that. I literally can't watch it. I know I'm gonna cry. <laughs> no, I've avoided it so hard. My mum's like, "Shall we watch this?" I'm like, "You dare put that on? I will literally walk out of here right now." The Can the Hat is a good film. I stand by that. It's funny. Mm, Have you seen it? It's I funny. don't appreciate you watch it. Now there's films, funny. but there's a lot of films like that that I don't like. Like I don't like. Um... Oh, actually, I'm not gonna say it. I'm gonna upset a load no, of people. No, say it. <laughs> say it. 
I'm not sure. I was. Just you can't, you can't say that and then not say you have to. Okay, say it. I literally hate the Polar Express. Like it's oh my one gosh. of my least favorite okay, films. The animation is kind of frightening. <gasps> however, however, I do really like this song. You know when like they like walk out the. No, not the hot chocolate then, song. No, not the hot. Cho- that song is kind of a bop it though. <laughs> it, but it, that's not the song I'm on about. It's a song that's you know when it's like they got like like their little kids that like it's like. <laughs> outside the back of Chase singing by himself about how like how bad Christmas is because he's poor yeah. and then that the girl comes out and goes Christmas is great because I get presents because my family's rich and, <laughs> and then the kid's like I can't relate which if you think about it it's kind of messed up that's not how the song goes it's a lot sweeter yeah than I film. know but like if you really think about that song it really is this one kid going yeah but really never leaves me present the people that are actually watching the Polar Express and not deeping the lyrics of the song that. it's like he's literally out there going like I've had I'm I've never had Christmas for properly and like and Santa never leaves me presents and is that the really annoying kid? Sad. Yeah, the one that oh like God, I wanted to punch him the entire and then time. The girl comes out and she is like, Christmas is great, you know. All my family get together because my household is actually like really stable, and I get presents. That really sucks for you. I don't know why you don't like Christmas. Oh God, that's kind of yeah, it's kind of bad for you. <laughs> aside from that, like one or two odd moments, the Polar Express always makes me cry. Like, oh you know pop, you know, like, my goodness yeah, i don't know stop just stop spoiler alert for a film that came out literally like stop. over 15 years ago now oh. but the part of the end you know how they add the tickets you know so if you guys if you've not seen it like so everyone like rides the Polo express gets like a train ticket and like at the start when everyone gets on they um the train manager guy i don't know how, what you call him he, he punches holes in his room yeah and like the kind of he spells out like there's like some letters and it's like oh miss you what does it mean and at the end he punches everyone's in and then he punches like the boys in it's like believe because he's like he doesn't believe in santa now he does and like that part makes me choke up and i don't know why because it's not particularly emotional it's just about santa part of me is like believe <laughs> and it makes me As cry if. any any christmas film makes me cry a little bit are you serious? Oh, I I don't watch that many Christmas films. I can't really, I don't really appreciate them that much. I always like awful human being. No, I just find them really cringe. Like the same. That's the best part about them. That's the same as like a lot of horror films as well. Unless it's a good horror film, I literally cannot watch it on my own. Like I just, I will sit down and I'll be like, this is so like unbelievably ridiculous. Not all horror films are unbelievably ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying all of them, but don't. And I mean, oh, no. and I mean, like most Christmas films though are unbelievably ridiculous. Like Jack Frost, his Jack his, Frost his, is sad. His Jack dad, Frost. his father, transplants into a snowman. Look, I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is how why the, the ending. I wouldn't say spoiler about for the film that literally came out. That's older it's than like three hundred years ago. That is um, ancient. The ending where I know it's like it's it's kind of stupid. Don't it's tell me you cried. It's like literally a snowman, but at the end he when melts. it's like he's like. He's out of here. Have you ever seen the ending? I've seen the whole film. Exactly. It's awful. So, uh, no, it's not. Because at the end, when it's he's like, you have to let go of me, but I'll always be here with you. I know it's literally coming out of a snowman's mouth, but that kind of hit me a little bit. <laughs> I'm losing it with you. That's Every emotional. Film... Yeah, it is. But the whole like... The... He, mate, his dad could have transformed into a tree and said that, and I probably still would have found it emotional. <laughs> you know what? Actually, there is a really emotional film about a tree. What is it called? It's like about the tree being the tree's like a monster. What what is it? Is it like a like there's like this little boy and um, I don't know. My mum and wa- I watched it on a plane and we were actually oh, like I know what you're on about now. Monster, is it called the Monster Calls it's or something? Monster, yeah, it's the Monster yeah, Calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. Oh my mum and I watched it on a plane. It's not together. about a tree, it's about a tree man. If you said a tree man, I probably would have got it. We were talking about a snowman. 
I thought that was kind of like easy to link no. together. You no, said okay. Emo- you literally said there's an emotional movie about a tree. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they cut down the tree. It's so sad. It's like the it end of the sad. world. And, and it will be the end of the world, guys. Yeah, stop cutting down trees, boo. Yeah, so we watched it. My mum and I watched it on a plane anyway, and we were so embarrassed because we like our face was like big puff and puffy and red, and we were sobbing, like making so much. Like everyone else was sleeping at this point because it was like a. 13, 14 hour flight and everyone was sleeping and we were just there like <laughs> like in the corner like absolutely dying at how sad this film was. Okay, tangent number two, how do you manage on a flight that long? Okay, I kind of didn't. Um, was it like, a, was it a big flight? Because the thing is, I've only, I've, like, I've only, like, I've, my longest flight has been like five hours, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, I've been to like, New Orleans and stuff like that and New York they're kind of far um, also Egypt and things they're kind of long flights as well but what do you do on those flights you, you must have more room than you would do on like a flight to like France um, or something yeah a little bit more not massively if you're it obviously depends like if you're economy or like first class but do you um, think I am yeah I'm, <laughs> not first class I'm, I'm the, I'm the person that's that poor I'm in the boot with the luggage <laughs> <laughs> You're um, actually in the suitcase. Yeah, I'm actually in the suitcase with my iPad, just like trying to entertain myself for 14 minutes. Uh, oh my god, no! It you get a little bit more room, and you get served like food and stuff, and you you get that on a flight to like France as well. Yeah, but you have to pay for it. You get food it's, for free. You're on there for 14 hours. Like, if you can't afford the food, they, they just give you free food as part of like the, the experience. It's not free. It's definitely Otherwise, comes out of some kind of thing. They just don't give you free food. Well, then it's included in the ticket price then, but the ticket price is already extortionate because you're on a plane for 14 hours. I've tried to watch sex education on a plane before. Yeah, not and really I was very appropriate. Uncool, yeah. yeah, it's not. I watched like three episodes and then I was like, oh. Yeah, I think I was, was watching... I was, I was watching an episode of like... Because when I do like my cardio at the gym, this is another tangent. It's kind of not. Um, when I do like cardio at the gym, I'll do it for like half an hour. So it's like an episode of something. So I wanted to watch like... It wasn't sex education, actually. It was the one about, like, the hormone monsters. Big Mouth. Big Mouth. I started watching Big Mouth, and it just so happened to be the episode where there were, like, private parts, like, plastered across the screen. And people were, like, walking past me, and I was, like, on the treadmill just, like, going, and there was just, like, a willy there, and they were like, what is she doing? (laughs) I was, like, so embarrassed. Sex education, right, I'm not going to spoil it, because this one did come out literally last month, but, like, the first... I mean, it's not really a spoil, because it happens in the first two minutes of, like, the second season. But I even... I don't even want to talk about much anyway. Let's just say the the episode um, opens up with a teenage boy enjoying yes. himself heavily. Inappropriate. And, I literally like didn't um, know where to look. And I li- I was on this plane, and I was like I was sitting next to my brother. <laughs> and like, I had and I set up my phone up and I was like I will watch it. Like I mean, I've seen the first season of Sex Education. I know what kind of scenes bubble, but you know, I was chilling. Um, I was not prepared. No. And I remember... I don't think anyone could be. No, honestly, no. All right, so I feel I even mentioned this. This is, a, this is a, the funniest part. So I tried to watch it for the first time. So on the way... So I went to Fertiventura in January. I tried to watch it on the way there. I, like halfway through that scene, I was like, no. And I watched You instead, the season, the second season of You instead. And then on the way back, I was just like, you know what? It's dark now. And, you know, because I went back at night and I was like, I'm just going to watch it. And I was like, if you want to judge me, judge me. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sure they were. Cast the first stone. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how karma gets you back. I don't know where I I'm feel like they go. really took that series and then we were like, okay, we're going to call it sex education. It's going to be really educational. And then they were like, let's 
turn it up a notch and literally just talk about all the things that people don't talk about that's related to sex like everything that's good though it's good but also like, like everyone's there like whoa this really took a turn tangent. this is something you won't know because you are a uh, straight female okay well, you might know it a little bit but as a gay minimum gay male gay male you don't get taught anything about sex or like anything about any kind of interaction you have to find out everything yourself yeah like everything and like i'm lucky i was like i don't if if i didn't have the internet i don't know how they did it back in the 80s no. honestly all i'm saying fully though like same with straight sex as well i think it's only like the internet really because if i when i had like sex education at school i literally put a condom onto a long piece of plastic and that was it that's as much mm. as I learned and like about birth control and stuff it wasn't actually they weren't like this is how you do it just in case you wanted to know it wasn't yeah, like anything like that. that I think the thing is it's more of like with gay people but it could be not just gay males it's like you got lesbian you got, yeah. le you got lesbian females you've got um, people who are transgender um, and all that kind of business um, obviously I don't expect like school curriculum to completely go in depth about everything because you know what like being gay only we apply to a very fair few people in a class and half that class probably won't even be out yet if they are gay and there's always a different things but I still think it's important to teach and like to keep a conversation open however gay sex is a completely different beast and I'm not, I'm not gonna get graphic here do not worry podcast listeners but there are so many things to do like about surrounding it there's so many things that like you will never be told like no one's ever going to sit down and tell you and like even in society like when you grow up a big part of growing up is being ex like slowly being exposed to like like that those new conversations of sex like in year seven you know like everyone knows what sex is everyone's really immature about it and then you be, be like and everyone talks about it and it's like a big thing even when you're really young but like when you're gay it's never really like it's hard to explain it's a big thing for you and even if you like you kind of know about but the thing is you have to find out everything yourself like internet is your best friend because it's like you don't you don't even get to have conversations with the lads about it yeah or you don't get to have conversations with the girls about it because the lads only care about the girls and then, then the girls only care about the lads so it's like yeah i get that but even then i can't really remember like not until i don't know it's probably like 15 16 that like we like my friends and I actually started talking about that kind of stuff. Like you just wouldn't like I think uh, to be fair, not like not in general I'm just sounding like like a generalization. Yeah. Obviously it's not completely true. But I do think guys are a lot more open to it a lot sooner than girls are. I think like if you look my primary my primary school I mean to be fair, even my primary school experience is a little bit mm, we get into that. Like but my primary school taught us about sex like in year two. I'm not even kidding. I think they were like trying to think new out and it, oh my it didn't God. work because we were all too immature to like know about. It. But by year seven, everyone knows what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, agreed. Like, and um, all the uh, my like secondary school experience, like we like everyone knew about it and everyone talked about it in immature year seven ways. That are just like looking back, we want to cringe and like curl up into a ball. Mm -hmm. But everyone would talk about it and like, and everyone was always making like dirty jokes that were just completely immature and not funny whatsoever but like like i said you don't when you're gay i mean i didn't even fully clock i was gay in year seven everyone said it to me like you're gay and i was like haha no but that happens like, like yeah. lots of people i think <laughs> in hindsight i got i got i constantly got called a lesbian for like two years i reckon i think it's a lot more confusing when you are actually gay yeah i agree because then like, you're also like 
way. The way. You're like, like I knew. You don't really, like, because you don't, it's like, people always ask me, like, how long have you known for and all this stuff? And it's like, it's, it's a weird experience because you don't, you do know, but you also don't know. Because yeah. it, it feels like, until you really fully realize it, it's like putting the last piece in a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of have to sum of the picture, but not the full picture. So when people call you gay, you're like, no, I don't think I am. I've got a crush on a girl. But also you're like, but then let's sing up and I feel this weird way about certain things and it just doesn't feel right but when you realise it and you're like yeah I am you get that puzzle piece and that entire picture becomes so much clearer I think it makes it so more difficult for people like more recently as well because there's so many different things you can be now you know there's so many different labels and so many different you know like using like an old fashioned term but like ways you can swing like that I think it can be hard for people to actually like know you know, because like mm-hmm. for a long time, like if you weren't sh- sure whether you were actually gay, you may think you were bi now or then you because and then that's just to people being bi curious and all this kind of stuff. And I think it's so like, I think it's great that there are people can be so freely themselves. But I also think for kids that are being brought up with all these different things, it's just like when someone asks you, like, what do you want to be when you're older? What job do you want? You don't know because there's so many out there and it's like it's you feel a little bit lost in it all and you don't know what who you really are, what you really want to do. And I think that's kind of like how it's going with like sexuality and stuff like that these days. Like I don't see anything wrong with it other than I see that it can be probably very difficult for kids that are trying to grow up and find out who they are and then realising there's so many different sexuality options and gender options and all this kind of stuff. And then like for some people although it may come naturally like it is for some people that are like oh I know I want to go into the army oh I want to be a police officer like my dad like for some people it is like that it is as easy as that but I think for so many it's going to be so difficult because there's like like oh my god what even am I I think it could be overwhelming I I half agree I I agree that it's it's quite overwhelming these days but also like it's not it's because it's not a choice and it's not an option. So it's like, it's not like you just decide like, oh, do I want to be transgender or do I want to be gay? It's not like that. Yeah, I don't it's more mean like, it like that. You know in your head, it's more like you get steered into the direction. But you're, th- the thing steering you is what is inside you already. Yeah. So it's like, you will find it. It's almost like, I don't know how to put it. It's almost like you're like, like say you're like a moth. Yeah. And your sexuality is a lie. Yeah. You are like, your natural instincts will guide you to that light regardless one way or another. But like the thing is, is that like these days, sexuality, it, to be fair, it's always, always, always been fluid. It's just more yeah. widely accepted now and especially because the internet. But like you've also got, that I, I very much like, I think sexuality is completely on a spectrum. And like some people like, are, are, comp- are more on one end, gay or straight, but then people are at just in different points and sometimes yeah. someone might want to get with a man and but not want to identify as gay. And I think it's good that in society we are, you say that there are more labels. okay yeah. with that. You, you, I mean, you say that there are more labels to put on ourselves and that's true. But I also think there's like, we're, we're in a society now that where it's like, we can do everyone and we don't need a label. We have loads to choose, I think but we you, don't need I think one. you still label yourself though. Like not label yourself, but you would be labeled. Like, so like you said, like if a guy wanted to be with a man like one night, but like he'd still label himself as straight. It doesn't mean that he's not fluid, but I think those labels are still like going to be there because people like need something to identify, like identify to. 
Yeah. That's that's the only they're not I don't think they're there anymore to like oppress people and make fe- people feel categorized. It's more now I think so people can identify with something and identify with other people because that's like people choose like find characteristics in themselves, give it a label, find other people with that label and that's how it just makes people feel more secure, I think. I think I'm more talking about like guys that are like well guys and girls and whoever in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More about people experimenting. Because I know from personal experience, like, and people I've met and stuff like that, that, like, there are a lot of people out there. Willing to do that. That are, like, that want to, that guys, that want to get with guys, but don't want to identify as gay. Because, and that, that's completely fine. I mean, you don't have to be, like, bisexual if you don't want to be bisexual. And in a sense, it's, like, it's not about what, if it, my opinion is, as long as you're not scared to be a label that you are, kind of. Yeah, like, and as like, long as you. If you know you are gay, but you're frightened of saying you're gay for, like, because you're scared of the label, not because you don't you don't feel like that. I think not. It's not bad, but I feel like that is something that you should overcome. Because it's kind of like I know a lot of gay people struggle with the idea of knowing they're gay but not wanting to accept it. So they kind of like go through the motions of like avoiding that label. And even though they'll say it, they know it in their head, they will never like accept it and tell other people that it was never like a thing. And I think that's it's not like a bad thing i mean it's everyone's like it's part of everyone's journey and a story but i also think that like that is something people should overcome but if you uh, simultaneously if you do get with guys but you also know but i i'm i only want to date girls and too fat i'm not really even interested in guys that much i just do it for fun and do it because i'm bored um you can uh, completely identify as um you can completely identify as straight still and just be like, yeah, I've been with guys before. And what? I mean, I've been with girls before. And um, like, I I don't feel like I need to identify myself as bisexual. And in the future, there is potential that I could be with a woman. But then I don't see it happening necessarily. And I don't, and I'm not interested in being with a woman at all. Yeah. I don't have that feeling inside me. And that's how I know I'm gay. But like, you know, I, there is potential. And like, I'm not 100% on one way. Like I said, it's on a spectrum. I'm definitely definitely way more towards the gay side but i'm not what i'm not really i'm not at that very end point i'm somewhere yeah. like there um and i think that's important to remember i think a lot of there's a lot of straight people and it's it's, it's they're not ignorant for not knowing and not really thinking about it because they don't think about that they don't need to they're yeah. straight and they don't get not that's a struggle but they don't get those thought processes and they don't see yeah. the side of that those side of things they're never really put in the position where they have to think like oh because I, I think maybe like growing up you were thinking like although you want to be with boys can I be with girls to avoid like can I be in girls to avoid being gay like as like kind of like an escape from it I think people will try and do that and that's why it gets to those kind of situations where you're trying to reason with yourself and trying to see if how you're feeling is right or wrong or like because of like what people say and like how you're brought up and all this kind of stuff yeah I think that's what gives you that thought process that's what leads you to like start thinking about these kinds of things whereas if you are brought up to be straight and you are straight then there's never you're never really there sat thinking about oh but what if if you're straight already you know and then that's Mm. when you don't think about there being this whole little like fluid spectrum i think i think this is like a very appropriate chat to have right now at dmu is pride month i know it actually is it's gonna come out of nowhere I mean, this is a really long tangent, but I quite like talking about this, to be fair. I think it's interesting, especially because it's like... So many people have different views on it. I think a lot of them are positive now, like 
within our people just realize how great gay people actually yeah within i think with they're so much fun why do we not like them (laughs) i think like like within our generation especially i think a lot more of the the opinions are either like indifferent like Mm. or like positive like mine is positive and indifferent at the same time like to it's like i don't care type of thing yeah what you are like i like i care about you personally Mm. because you're my friend so if i have friends that like are gay or bisexual or transgender or anything i will care about them and their how they're feeling within that world because i care about their feelings and stuff like that but that's uh, that's only that's the only time i'll care because i care about those people and then i want to but otherwise for me like i like it doesn't i don't care what you do like it doesn't affect me like you be who you want to be do what you want to do like it's not it's not my place to have an opinion on it really is it like it's not my life i'm not having to live it mm. you live it i'm not going to have an opinion on it i'm not going to put you down you can do whatever you want you can run around in a flipping spider-man costume for your whole life if you want to if anything like <laughs> go right ahead yeah go Please right go. ahead like it doesn't affect me at all but as well like when i do like have these chats i do like have to like have to have an opinion on these people and these people. I'm like, <laughs> these people. Oh, I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> these people. Oh this my community. God. When I have Maybe. to have an opinion on this community, I just my vocabulary those, is awful. Those my types. vocabulary is awful. Okay, don't at me. I said this. I meant this community. When I have to have an opinion on it because I'm having a discussion, then it is it's mostly positive. Mostly positive. I think the only time is negative <laughs> is like I just because I think sometimes I have met people that are quite forceful or quite. Um, or like the, once they identify with being like I've met gay people that like identify with being gay and then they can't hang out with anyone else because I, I think that's just like from where I've come from I went to old girls grammar school and it was very clicky but strange like different cliques like not like the mean girls and like the the traditional like American high school cliques we yeah. had like the self-harming clique the, my school was toxic <laughs> you had like the self-harming clique you had the the gay clique, the transgender clique, and like they would all be so hostile to straight people, kind of you know, like, and it's just like though that I'm kind of negative towards because I mean, like, you want to be include included, you want to be accepted, you want to, you want all this stuff, and I want to give it to you, and you push me away because I'm, I'm within the category of people that are oppressing you. Like that, yeah. that's kind of what they were like. And that kind of energy, I don't appreciate really. There's, there's a lot of issues in the gay community. That, to be fair, once again, like straight people don't realize it. And I don't even think, like, it's not even, even gay people don't completely clock it. I mean, like, I think every gay person kind of knows, but then, like, no one really talks about it. And, but there's so many issues in the gay community. I think the gay community has, like, this kind of identity of being really fun and really, like, great and amazing but like it can be really toxic i mean you've got yeah there's so many things wrong with it and you've got like for example race like ex- like everyone gay people like have this kind of like a lot of people in the community have this idea of um kind of like preferences disguising preference like right right just like um kind of being it's hard to explain like they use um preferences as an excuse for having bigoted and like racist and like just like offensive opinions like and it's like i guess you have a preference if you don't want to be with someone like 
if, you, if, you, if you're not, like, it's weird because I'd be like, oh, I don't I want to be with black people so black people don't message me and stuff like that. And I think that, that using your preference as an excuse is just like an awful thing. It's actually like, it's, a, it's like almost like a, it's a very common thing that gay people know about is using like people being racist and being horrible and like having really bigoted opinions, but disguising it as a preference. Yeah. And I don't think that's right at all, but that's like a big thing. And I think that is like an inherent problem of like the judgment in the gay community. The gay community is very judgmental. And the thing is, that's not even a generalization. It just is. Yeah. Like there's just, there's so, there's so many different layers of judgments in the gay community from like a purely aesthetic, like appearance level to a personality level to how everyone's divided already in the gay community like not only we divided from like straight people and everything else but we divide ourselves of like twinks and otters and bears and um daddies and like weird like names like that that we give each other um and then we judge each other for it like um for example um you could so like you not only do you have to like the judgments of oh I don't want to be with anyone if they're not skinny if they're like they need to be attractive otherwise I'm not bothered about them but you also have like the like the whole racism and bigoted thoughts and then you have the um the kind of idea something I absolutely hate I hate 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 so much in the gay community and it's such a big thing and it's even and anyone listening to this podcast is definitely if if you know any gay people if you know if you know a large amount of gay people you can know the difference already and you know exactly the type of people I'm talking about and I guess it's ironic I'm sitting there saying I hate these type of people that's me making a judgment <laughs> I, as well but I don't obviously I just dislike it when it happens when yeah. gay people are, are like I'm not like other gay people, my sexuality, I don't parade my sexuality around. Um, I'm I'm basically like any other normal guy, um, but I don't like when guys wear makeup and I don't like when this happens. I hate that. You don't have to be attracted to people that are feminine and have yeah. feminine qualities that wear makeup. You don't have to be. No one can force you to be either. But I don't like when people say, I don't like them. It's like you are all, a, you're part of the same community. And the thing is, it's like, there is like it's you're basically judging people you're you're almost like a homophobic gay yeah you're looking at another gay person being like they're too gay for me i don't like that and that's what straight people have done to us for absolute what decades and all the way back to as far as history can even remember about like with homophobia you're doing you're part of the community but you're doing the exact same thing that we have struggled with like overcoming from like the daughter time really yeah it's twisted yeah that's what I hate. It's like no one can t- like same with the whole preference thing. Like, um, like your i your your ideas are inherently wrong. But at the end, end of the day, like no one can force you to be with someone you don't want to be with, and no one can say like if you are, if you're gonna have racist opinions and you're gonna have and you're gonna justify them as preferences, you know what? Like it's bad, and you should really get your priorities checked out. But like you also, no one can force you to be with someone you don't want to be, and that's fine as well, I guess. It's very sticky. The um, gay community, like I said, has a lot of issues. A lot of them are very complicated and a lot of them are awful. Like the gay, like I've always said the LGBT community, you'll find some of the best qualities in people like in the world, but you also find the absolute worst qualities. I think that's because that's part of the struggle. You know, when you kind of grow up gay, you struggle like in different ways. And I feel like that struggle, that struggle makes and breaks people. It either gives you really good, like really good qualities that are like that set you apart and like for like you being nice to people, you being loyal, you kind of understand things a lot better. You're a lot more understanding and loving and stuff like that. 
but then simultaneously those struggles can also make you very bitter and kind of make you like a very like okay turn you to a bad person so to speak um yeah that's same with any struggles every, every human being goes through struggles um it's just that gay people's like struggles are like totally unnecessary i think no that, well, some of no, them i think that gay struggles a lot of them i think people will look at like the guitar of gay struggles people automatically jump to struggling with fight, figuring themselves out and their sexuality and those are big things but gay struggles are a lot deeper than that gay yeah. struggles are very existential um they're very much around the idea of when you accept the fact you're gay you also accept the fact you have a smaller pool of people to like potentially like well, i mean everyone's everyone's like when you grow up the idea of having like getting married and like having kids and like having a house and stuff like that when you're gay you kind of acknowledge the fact that 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 a that dream that you've kind of maybe had and that idea that that stereotypical idea that everyone should achieve and strive for that will never be 100% normal you will never be the nuclear family that society kind of conditions people to think they want yeah and not only that you will also you will never um there's a I mean it's there's like that potential idea of your smaller smaller people to, smaller pool of people to choose from and to like get with there's like less there's more chance that you won't ever find it and I think that's very scary I mean it's being gay can be very lonely in the sense that you always have at the back of your mind there's a lot less people i can meet there's a lot less people in the world yeah. that i have potential with um and that's why people was like when i used to be younger i used to be so scared of that and people were like eden you, you got you're so young you're obviously you're not gonna die alone and you're gonna find people but then i don't think they fully realize how it could feel when you are in that when you were like growing up and you're realizing actually um like well i well, could I even get with people like what happens if I just miss every opportunity because yeah. you don't get as many um, I think those struggles that's, that makes people I think that honestly in my opinion I might be wrong because this is definitely there's, there's nothing to like support this really but I do think those struggles of just being there being a smaller pool and less opportunities for gay men to like find each other or lesbian women or whatever but it's more inherent in gay in the gay men male, male gay community um there's this idea of um, wanting, to, needing to look completely attractive, and that's why appearance is very, very. There's a lot of judgment on appearance, and there's a lot of I need to have a six pack, and my face needs to be perfect, and my hair needs to be perfect, and I need to be attractive. Um, and then you judge other people for not being as attractive or being more attractive. There's a lot of that in the gay community as well, and I think that is a part of feeling like there's less people to choose from, there's less opportunities to um, find like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. Um, because at the end of the day, like most people in society want that. They want, at least eventually, even if they don't want it now, they, yeah. everyone eventually wants someone. And I feel like that's why a lot of the issues with like a lot of the judgment and a lot of the insecurities, they stem from that. But it's a kind of like, it can it can feel for a lot of gay people very hopeless. Um, because if you're not fortunate to be considered attractive by society standards and you and you already have a smaller pool of people to get with and there's a lot less opportunities um and basing how judgmental everyone is it all feeds into each other and creates widespread issues that i think no one addresses no one really talks about it yeah. um straight people don't know it exists and gay people avoid it and pretend like it's normal and it's just and it's fine but i feel like with open conversations like this for example i'm really thinking about it um i think that would be um That'd be good. It'd be helpful for mental health. 
hundred percent. I mean, the last... I think that's the thing. Like mental health and like gay pride and stuff have become such prevalent things in our society. Like everyone is trying to get the message out there, but not enough of it is out there. You know, so when when we talk about mental health or we see stuff about mental health, it's it's basically all depression. That's it. That's that's all they. Depression and anxiety are the things that they kind of like. I guess advertise. You know, you don't see anything like I know it's a small amount of the population, but like you don't see any awareness about schizophrenia and any other kind of like and like ADHD and like all these kind of all these kind of other different things that people are suffering with. Like if I met someone that had like severe like ADHD like if I like for me like even if I met someone I know this isn't like a a, like a mental disorder or anything but like if I met someone with Down syndrome I wouldn't know how to appropriately behave around them so that they are most comfortable you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and I think a lot of people are the same with people with um health problems and disorders and like I wouldn't like if someone I knew had cancer would I know how to react? Because I haven't been through it before. I wouldn't know how to behave around them. Well, how do they want me to behave? Do they want me to behave like it doesn't exist? Well, everyone's different, isn't it? Every, exactly. Every and case I think of mental illness is unique and every situation of physical illness is unique as well. I still think there needs to be some kind of like more education about it, more kind of like, at least so you know what they're going through and how they feel hmm. so that you can be like, okay, at least put myself in their shoes. So like, okay, if this is how I had to live my everyday life, if this was how I suffered, how would I want people to behave around me? So at least then you can kind of tailor how you behave because otherwise you just end up saying the wrong things, upsetting people, making things worse. Or I think, yeah, I feel like that's the thing. Everything needs to be a more like open conversation. Definitely. I agree. Um, I feel like we should leave it there. This has been a very, yeah, I feel like after, very intense Yeah, I feel like after uh, having such like a heavy podcast. talk like that, you can't go back to being like, so yeah, and then I watched this film. <laughs> yeah, and then I did this. <laughs> and then, um, but, I mean, we're, we're recording this on Valentine's Day. I feel like to, to like bring it back just a little bit, lighten the mood a little bit to leave you listeners on a, um, a good on a, note. On a good note. Um, we are going Caddy, golfing. Caddy Shackers. Um, it's like a, I don't mini golfing. I don't mini golfing. Cocktails. <laughs> We're going as a big friend group. So just remember, like, yeah. if, if you're feeling a little bit lonely, if it's if it's Valentine's Day now, but if you're lonely any time of the, um, get, your get your friends together. Get your family together. together. Get family together. Get anyone together. You know, there's always someone there for you. Always someone there for you. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to like sit at home eating crisps and watching Netflix and feeling sad about yourself. Hey, if, if that makes you happy. Well, yeah. If but, that's, but if you aren't if you aren't happy and you're doing that, then make then a change. Take yourself out. Find your friends. Get them to do something. Get motivated. Mm. There's always someone. Live there. life. You've got every. You've got people around you. I thought that's even a good if you don't sentiment. feel like it. There's a good sentiment to leave this particular podcast. On. Yeah, hundred um, percent. We shall. You shall be hearing from us um, soonish. Soon. Um, we'll be back with more of this kind of stuff. More tangents. This has been the longest tangent, probably in the history of our tangents. Yeah, we actually far. stayed on the topic for a while. We, it was literally that topic was like stemmed from a tangent, but that just became our podcast. Like, yeah, topic, which is good. You know, that's what the show is all about. It also takes us about five minutes to close the show every single time because we keep going. 
saying like, oh yeah, and this, and then <laughs> that's like seven tangents in one. Just yeah, all at once. All at the and end. That's, that was just another tangent. <laughs> right, we're, we're probably going to go. Um, have a lovely, lovely time doing whatever you're Happy doing. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy whatever day it is you're listening to this on. I hope you're having See a great day. See you next time. See you next time, or hear me next time, or yeah. Eden, end the yeah, show. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> oh no, is it over? Well, don't worry, because if you head on over to Demon FM Podcasts on Anchor, you can listen to all of our other podcasts, as well as keep an ear out for any new episodes. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Go on, have a listen. I support you.